I'm Josie Brown, and this is Author Provocateur. Today I'm speaking with Nan Dixon, whose contemporary romances are instilled with love, conflict, and a little Southern comfort. Welcome, Nan. I like that your novels take place in Savannah, Georgia. I am personally from Atlanta, just so I have to let you know that up front. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm a homie, you know, I'm a, I'm a homegirl with you. So, um, but I want, you know, it's one of the most quintessential Southern towns, and it certainly gives your books a real romantic venue. Um, so, you know, you've woven a lot of moonlight and magnolias throughout the books. And I think that's, that's a beautiful theme because it is so romantic. It is still contemporary. Um, how did that location inspire you and your plots? Well, uh, this is, this is a very funny story. So I have three sisters and we take a sister weekend, a long extended sister weekend every year. And because we have a bunch of alpha females, we finally have to stop saying, okay, we're going to this destination. And you, we, de- we designate a social director for the long weekend. So we usually leave on Friday and come back on Monday. And it's secret. So they don't know where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> so... It was my turn. It, it rotates each year in age order. And it was my turn. And I decided I wanted to go to Savannah because I had never been there. And I fell in love with it just reading about it. And you have to give clues. So my, uh, our mother is British. or well, She's gone now. But our mother is British. And she... Um, one of my clues was, although we won't be walking in England, we will be walking on parts of England. Uh-huh. Now, you probably know what that means. That's River Street because they dumped the flagstone that was the ballast on the ships coming from England. Yeah. And those really clever colonials used it to pave their streets. Right. <laughs> so you have to give a whole series of clues. We stayed in the historic district in a, and of course, a haunted inn. We stayed at the Planters Inn, which is right up by the old pink house right. the restaurant. We ate there. We, I had a uh, friend. I was working in a pharmaceutical company at that point, and he grew up in Savannah. So I'm going, okay, where do we eat? We did the Irish pub. We went down to Tybee. We kayaked in the salt marshes. We did a ghost pub crawl <laughs> and I'm going, we did a, a, the ride, you know, the horse drawn carriages yes. kind of ride. Yeah. And I'm going, this is a place where I could set a story. And of course it's four sisters who are using their crumbling old mansion and they're, you know, fixing it as they go along as a bed and breakfast. And the, so the idea came when we were sitting around and having a lot of fun drinking. I, there's usually wine involved. And that's, that's always a good sign. The idea. <laughs> that's always a good sign yeah. for a plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always wine. And so I've I've developed different things. Like the first book, she's a chef, and she 
she does the wine tastings at night, but the wine pairings and the food match. Right. So if we're doing Argentinian foods, then you're doing an Argentinian wine with a empanadas and ceviche and things like that. Right. So I had a blast doing those. Unfortunately, my agent is a... Uh, a foodie. So when she read it, she's going, Oh, this one's boring. You can't do this. (laughs) Holy cow. But I had a, I had a lot of fun. I've been back there maybe three more times and it's so enchanting. And also it's great research too. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Like I set the photographer book, they go to Bonaventure Cemetery a lot. Right. Um, so that's that's the third book. Right. Um, and then you've got the and, um, To Catch a Thief coming out right in time for Barbara Vay, Reader Appreciation Weekend. Yes. Yeah. And so that one um, actually came about because when, so when I worked on this, this was my first book I sold. It uh, finaled in the Golden Heart. Um, but when... The editor got it. Her first revise and resubmit before she signed me was, I don't see a very big distinction in these kind of the middle sisters. Right. I'm going, dang it, I want four sisters. So I got rid of myself, the third sister, because I am the third sister in my sister group. Boy, that that would make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my sisters were happy. I didn't dump them. (laughs) But But I always had in my mind that, there was going to be a fourth sister and the father was not a very nice man. Like he had tried to mortgage the, the mansion came through the mother. The mother was a Fitzgerald. She, She wasn't allowed to take through, through some weird will back in the whatever years, the Fitzgerald name happened keep being passed on even if there were girls. Right. So all girls were still taking mother's name. And their father wasn't a very nice man. Well, guess what? After I dumped that fourth sister, I bring her back as a half sister. Good. Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, of course that certainly adds a little bit of spice to it and some 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 naughtiness, but also um, you've got some real conflict there. Yeah, and it's a new way of my audience, my readers, to look at Fitzgerald House because now this is an outsider. Right. And she, they don't know about her. Mm. The, the sisters don't know they have a half-sister. And the only one who does know is the mother. Right. Wow. And so then I have this wonderful reveal scene. So much fun. Um, because she's been working at the restaurants, right? Um, as a bartender, she needed her. Mo- she comes home because her mother is ill, and it's slightly crazy because she has brain meds from her breast cancer. Oh, sad. Yeah, and so she was always rather selfish, but her brain meds do do things worse. Oh. So I had a lot of fun kind of looking at 
looking at Fitzgerald House, because that's the name of the, the mansion, looking at it from the outside of someone who didn't have the money. I mean, And she thinks they had the money. They didn't have the money when they were growing up, but they had this huge property. Right. And it's always, you know, yeah. how, what's the term house poor? Yeah, very house poor, but she also had her sisters. Right. And she had, yeah, so she had them, you know, covering her back, and all she had was she and her mother. She wasn't allowed to talk about who her father was. So mm. it was really fun to do it that way. Oh, I bet. You know. And and then, unfortunately, before, before Irma came through, I had already written the hurricane in. Oh, wow. Um, you know. <laughs> so with your penchant to travel other than savannah what would you say is your favorite place on earth england my you know my mother was uh, came over when she was 24 so was she a uh, londoner no um she lived in gloucester mm-hmm. and she met my father because he was stationed ab- above gloucester and he was learn how to build Bailey bridges. Ah. He was in an engineering division. So they, they were to, he was stationed there for about five months. He, their story is kind of cool. He um, met her at a Red Cross dance on Christmas night. Oh, that's romantic. And yeah. And she was, he asked her out and she said no, because he was just a private and a Lieutenant had asked her out. So she was going for the officer, but everyone met their dates in Gloucester at a lamppost near the movie theater. And so they all kind of met up because he had asked somebody else out. And so all we can picture is all four of them sitting in the movie theater holding hands. They dated for the time he was there, and then they corresponded for three years. Wow. So the end of the war, and then he came back and did his last two years of college, and then she came over um, to check him out again, you know, because they'd only been corresponding for three years. And he, she took the Queen Mary, which was always a joke in our family. You know, <laughs> we had our elbows on the table. She'd say things like, I'm, I'll not take you on the Queen Mary. Well, before the Queen Mary was retired. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, their love story is pretty cool. We have her letters to our father from the whole time. He saved all her letters. And we weren't allowed to look at them until she uh, died. Uh, and then one of my sisters put him in a book for us. Oh, so, that's so sweet. Isn't that cool? She also, she was a, um, she did a weekly um, article for her hometown newspaper in Gloucester called Diary of a GI Bride or American Diary. And then it was finally just her by byline of her name, um, which was basically looking at the United States through her eyes. Oh, wow. Very nice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's your next series, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Travel is wonderful. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. 
and beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.